It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Where is my dancer? Where is Buffy Berman? Buffy Berman from WSB is supposed to dance whenever we come back from a segment, but Buffy is back there passing out the Chick-fil-A biscuits, trying to entertain herself, dancing behind the Chick-fil-A display. Well, we're broadcasting live this morning from the Holcomb Bridge Road location of Pike Nursery, having a wonderful time here, enjoying Chick-fil-A biscuits, thanks to our friends at the Rivermont Station, who have sponsored our Chick-fil-A's this morning. And also thanks to our friends at Chateau Elan. Only people who attend the remote broadcast today will be allowed to register for a night stay at Chateau Elan, plus a couple's massage. Or if you go by yourself, you can get two massages right in a row. It doesn't matter to me, whatever you want to do. But only people who come to here can be registered for that. Also, our thanks to our friends at Milorganite who gave us a little sample packs of Milorganite fertilizer. Everybody, I'm hopeful, sees the box over here. You get a free one over there as well. Mickey Gasway is broadcasting here with me, 404-872-0750, the number on Lawn and Garden. Mickey, can we real quickly take a break and give away the weekend prize pack? Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody <laughs> wants to get lucky. Ashley yes. Frasca right this minute is thinking of a number between two and seven who will determine who wins four tickets to the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra's Classical Series on Thursday, April 14 at Symphony Hall, plus four tickets to the High Museum of Art. Ashley Frasca, who wins? Caller number six. Caller number six to our contest line, 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750 wins our valuable weekend prize pack. J.W. J.W., let me click him right here. J.W. out in Mableton, Georgia, joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, J.W., good morning. Good morning, Walter. How's your world? Doing fine, my friend. <laughs> What's going on? I have a lawn, my backyard. My entire backyard is shady. The grass looks great right now. In yeah. a couple of months, it won't look great. But there's about a third of that yard that has moss growing on it. Yeah. And it's growing real well. How do I make the moss grow and get rid of the grass? Neglect, many times, is the key <laughs> to moss lawns. Um, lots I'm, of water. Lots of water, lots of shade, some clay soil back there. The moss is happy, happy, happy. And those are also conditions that grass hates. So, you know, if you kill the grass, the moss comes in because nature wants to find something green to grow there. So, bottom line, if you want to transplant moss, now's not a bad time to do it. Get a little spatula and go out in the woods where you have permission to do it and get little pieces and tufts of moss and plant them, sort of pat them down and water them for a little while. Have you ever tried putting it in buttermilk? Have you heard that story? I've heard that. I've never I've done it. I've heard you put uh, moss and buttermilk and manure Aye. in your blender. Uh, I don't know when you're going to use your blender for after that, but you put it in there and then you spread it over the lawn and keep it continuously moist. And that, that's how that they actually start it. So I don't know. You could try it. How quickly will it grow? 
Well, well, it depends on how happy it is. <laughs> <laughs> how quickly do you want, JW? It's not well, I, cover want, I want it to be there tomorrow, but you. Well, it grows on our luck. sidewalk pretty fast. Yeah, it grows, yeah, really well on the sidewalk. <laughs> JW, it's not going to be fast, and that's why transplanting is probably your best idea to go out in the woods and get some. But eventually, you'll have a very nice, uh, varied color, and I think that's one of the nicest things about a moss lawn. Our moss area is how the varying coloring between the different varieties of moss, different species of moss. So it can be really attractive. Is it is it fairly durable? I think it is durable in the sense that you can't walk Not on it, walking. but you can put stepping stones there to walk through it if you want to. You'll need a few stepping stones to go in and pull out weeds once in a while. You'll need to... Uh, blow it maybe once or twice uh, every season to blow leaves off of it so the leaves don't pile up. Uh, maybe a little moisture during the summertime. During Jan July when it's really hot, when it's 95 degrees and above, it would really appreciate a misting, pretty good misting once a week to keep the ground moist. Okay. I went to a garden club, and I mean a, a garden tour, and a woman had one, and what she said was that she ran her mist, uh, uh, like a mist on hers every morning when she was trying to get it established. And that did a good job? Yeah, and she yeah, said it yeah. worked. So, so it doesn't have to be all the time, every Just day. But when you're establishing it, mist is better than, um, than, than not misting. In other words, there's some moisture, yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. It sounds really good. Send us pictures. <laughs> I, will. I think you can do it, JW. You. And easy, I know you're the kind of guy who <laughs> likes the easy rather than the hard. You and moss, <laughs> I would say moss is going to be one of those things you'll find it pretty easy to do with a little bit of maintenance here and there. There are books about moss growing, JW, if you want to go to the Amazon or someplace and buy books on moss growing, you get those as well. Okay, well, I certainly appreciate your help this morning. It's great talking to you, JW. Thanks so much for calling. Let's go to Chanel. Chanel's in Snellville, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Chanel, good morning. Hey, Walter. Shamil in Snellville. Shamil, excuse <laughs> me. I didn't get the M or the N. Sorry, Shamil. That's okay. How can I help? Yes, sir. I have a couple of questions. I have um, about three emerald green arborvitaes, and we've had them for yeah. about 11 years or so. Now they're at the point where, you know, if I look inside of them, it's almost like they have a green shell on the outside, but when you look in, they look like they're dead i mean yeah they're like a rust color the foliage is dropping and i even have one that's significantly damaged it's almost like a third of it the foliage is lost looks like you're looking at a skeleton on that on that particular mm. side and i think it's because mm. we never got enough sunlight because we had some bushes right. that kind right. of crowded right. it right. and i had to remove those bushes so my question is are these am i able to save these do some extreme nursing or is it time to replace these <laughs> extreme nursing i like that yeah. there's some plants in my landscape <laughs> these are extreme nursing sometimes i have two or three people that have already been here this morning and i've described this method to them jamil and i'll tell it to you as well and that is what i call in-ground rejuvenation mm -hmm. And it's really easy to do, frankly. It makes your shoulders hurt, but it's pretty easy to accomplish. You come to Pike and get one of their bags of planting soil. That's what it's mm -hmm. called, making planting, planting soil. soil. Right? All right, mm -hmm. bag of planting soil. And get some milorganite. That's the sewage sludge stuff from, from Milwaukee. And get them, take them home, empty the planting soil into a wheelbarrow, get a quart of milorganite, put that in there as well, and mix it up real good with your hands, with a hoe, whatever you want to use to mix it up real good. And that really rich soil underneath a sickly camellia, azalea, ar emerald green arborvitae, 
any shrub that's in place that you don't want to dig up and replace, but you want to see if you can really stimulate it to have some new growth and be a little bit healthier. So you spread the layer of this enriched soil, this planting soil and the milorganite together. Not a very thick layer, quarter inch maybe, not very thick. And you spread it out underneath the root zone of this plant and get a spading fork or a pitchfork or something and just sort of jab it in the ground and wiggle it. So you're wiggling the stuff into, mixing the stuff into the upper couple, three inches of soil. And by doing that, Shamil, you're, you're making a root environment right there shallowly on top of the soil. You're going to put mulch on top, of course. You know already to do that. But if you keep it watered appropriately during the summertime and the roots that come into that rich area are going to really thank you for that, that gives it the best opportunity possible, I think, for it to recover. If it you doesn't recover mill, after that, then millorganite, yeah, yeah. So granular brown stuff comes from the fine people of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. And I have to admit, I haven't been the best as far as taking care of these shrubs, but you know, other than trimming on landscape, you know, how often do I need to how often do I need to feed these and, and, and how often should I water um, the shrubs? Not often until they get sort of bedraggled and that's what yours have come into. I mean, Mickey, would you say they really need to be fed more than once What's a it, year? I think when you, they start putting new growth out yeah. in the spring, that's when I'd fertilize them. And you fertilize with one of the E.B. Stone mm -hmm. general landscape fertilizers, something like that is fine. So once a year would have been fine if you had not fertilized with Jamil. And our varieties don't like to dry out. Right. So you might want to give them, you know, make sure while you're trying to put this on there, you yeah. water them good. Yeah, so make sure they're not going to dry out in the summertime. And beyond that, what are you going to do? You yeah. wait and see what happens. If things <clears throat> just don't look any better in the fall, i got great news. Pike knows that fall is the best time for planting right. emerald green arborvitaes. They'll probably have some on sale. You buy some new ones, you water them in the wintertime, and you have a nice-looking shrub in the summer. Yeah, we just purchased some from there, actually, uh, one arborvitae and a couple of crimson fire yeah. shrubs. Oh, good. You're going to love that. I want to make sure, you know, I guess the shrubs, those take a little bit different care. But, you know, my one last question is that we had a soil extension. I had a soil test about 2013 how often sh should i get that because at the time it said my soil was ideal for planting shrubs i just wanted to see how often do i what should i need to get a soil every test? two or couple three years, couple yeah. years something like that no no rush to do it every year not at all okay okay mill organite okay well i appreciate your time thank you thank you very much it's great thank it's great you. talking to you thanks for calling by the way those mm -hmm. people who are listening to shamil and wondering about soil testing it is something you should do every two, three, maybe four years just to see how the, the acidity in your lawn is, is doing, whether you've got the right soil for blueberries, various things like that can be determined by doing a soil test that's conducted by the University of Georgia Soils Lab. And you paid a lot of money as a taxpayer to have this million-dollar, multi-million-dollar lab at the University of Georgia to be operating and to work for the citizens of Georgia. It costs anywhere from 7 to $15, sort of depending on how you submit your sample. But if you want some details on how to do a soil sample and have your soil tested, go to georgiasoiltest.com. It takes you directly to a page I designed. It gives you exactly the details of how to take the soil, how to deliver it to an extension office, or for a little bit more money, 15 bucks, you can get a full kit and take it home and mail the soil yourself. So that's or Georgia's you can come soil. to Pikes. Oh, Pikes, got, right, I forgot you have the soil the, sample bags. We do. We have the bags. That, yeah. it, it is more expensive, but if you're a long way from an extension agent then, uh, or station, then it's, uh, it's, you know, it's advantageous. Either Pike Nursery or GeorgiaSoilTest.com. Either way works. You're listening to Lawn and Garden.
This is Scott Slate, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Picking up business and putting them in a pen. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's going to be a really nice day. It's warming up very nicely. Bright skies outside. Highs this afternoon in the, well, let's call it the low 60s, if not a little bit higher than that. Some wind coming on, of course. Tonight, possibility of frost in some places going down to the low 30s. Protect your plants that you planted a little, uh, little early this spring. You can do that as well. If you have a need for a full weekend forecast, it'll come up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We're broadcasting live this morning from Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery. Having a great time with Mickey Gasway, who's answering questions of our guests and identifying weeds and <laughs> landscape problems and all sorts of things going on here. Let's see if we got time for our one caller to come in. Uh, yeah, Gene from Conyers. Gene joins us from Conyers. Hey, Gene. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Walter. What's up, I Jane? had a question about my uh, yard. I've got a couple of um, river birch and crepe myrtles, and the roots are coming up to the surface, yeah. and all the grass above the roots is dying. Yeah. If I cut the roots, uh, will it hurt the tree, and uh, will it help the grass grow again if I cut the roots that are exposed above the gra- ground? Gene, if I take uh, tape and put it over your mouth right now, would that hurt Gene? <laughs> would Gene be happy right now? No. <laughs> well, that's what you're doing when you cover and clip the roots on a crepe myrtle or a river birch. You're cutting the way that it feeds, the way that it eats moisture and nutrients and things like that. So I can't tell you to clip the roots and make uh, make good make that be good advice. Mulch under. I would mulch underneath. Go to a nursery and get several bags of pine chip mulch or pine straw mulch, either one, and put it underneath the tree to cover those exposed roots, and that's what you should do. That'll end the story right there. Now, what about the lawn that's dying above it? Grass doesn't grow yeah, in the woods. Yeah, grass doesn't grow so well in shade. Probably the shade has something to do with it. So consider pruning the trees higher so they get more light down there to let the grass grow. Root if that doesn't work, then you may need to find more shade-loving plants and grow the shade-loving plants out there where the shade is, is heaviest, where the grass doesn't want to grow there. I got to get out, Jane. Th- James or Gene, excuse me. Thanks so much for calling. We'll have Philip in Douglasville, Gladys in Atlanta, Chris in Stockbridge, and Ahmed in Lawrenceville joining us in the next half hour. It's 8:27 and a half at News Talk WSB, broadcasting live from Pike Nursery, Holcomb Bridge Road. Mickey Gasway will be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. We're broadcasting live this morning in front of a heavily coached crowd at the Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery. 
Hey, at the Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery. Don't forget, by the way, if you want to head out a little bit early, all the Pike Nursery locations are having classes on great tomatoes, growing great tomatoes this morning. That starts at 9 o'clock. In a minute, we'll talk to Mickey Gasway about the Pike Pick of the Weekend. I want to be sure that we get that in as well. But don't forget that we're here at the behest and the sponsorship of Pike Nursery and also for our food sponsored by the Rivermont Station Chick-fil-A folks. We're grateful for them. Chateau Elan giving us things to give away. The night at Chateau Elan would be really nice. Milorganite giving us free packs of fertilizer to give away as well. And we do appreciate everybody who makes this trip possible. Now, every Saturday morning, 8.35, I'm joined usually by phone, but today live and in person by my friend Mickey Gazaway, who gives us what plant or product has been chosen to be 20% off at all Pike Nursery locations. And Mickey, you get to reveal what it is this weekend. Star Jasmine. And a beautiful bottle. Oh, absolutely beautiful. Confederate Jasmine, same Northern, thing. Yeah. <laughs> it smells great. It grows vigorously. Evergreen. It covers arbors like crazy. It's evergreen. Mm -hmm. This is one nice vine. It, it is. It's a beautiful vine. And um, usually the deer won't eat it. Yeah. Usually it's pretty pretty deer resistant, too. So that's yeah. another good thing. The fragrance is what <clears throat> it just recommends it to me very, very highly. Absolutely. Because it grows on arbors and little fences and, and just perfumes the whole neighborhood. And I understand you can use it as a ground cover. I've never done that before. Well, but according to everything I've read, you can do it as a ground cover as well. So I don't know. So maybe the, on a bank. If there's any negative to it, it's occasionally that the... the um, uh, frost the or freeze in the wintertime mm -hmm. will freeze it back, but that's the wonderful thing about it. It comes back right over right. the arbor again. Mine was frozen two years ago. The arbor is covered now with Confederate jasmine. It's a beautiful plant. It sure is. So 20% off. That's right. Any hints on how to plant? Well, I've, it'll go from sun to shade, really. Um, I've grown mine in full sun, and I've grown it in almost full shade, not deep shade, but uh -huh. partial shade. And it does good, and just make sure you work up the soil and make sure it drains good. Use some organics in there. Uh, use Sure Start when you plant it and water stand it. Stand back. Yeah, stand back. <laughs> One of the things that's interesting to me, Mickey, is that occasionally, if it's had a pretty good bloom on it during the spring, it'll have beans. It'll have little seeds, little these bean seeds. Triangle, come off they're these almost triangular exactly. type things. People bring them in the store. It's really an odd-shaped um, um Pod. It's yeah. just not what you think it would look like. Exactly. But it's it looks like, like three beans sticking beans, out. Right, beans sticking out. Exactly. And so if you have a Confederate jasmine and it does bloom and you do see these beans, Mickey wants to see it probably, <laughs> but we've seen it before. They do have seeds. I don't know if you can plant them from seed. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I don't know either. All I know is it's fragrant. It's evergreen. It grows over the arbor, and it's a wonderful pick for the Pike Pick of the Weekend, 20% off. All you got to do is march up to, march up to the cashier and say, hey, this is Mickey and Walter's 20% off vine, and it's 20% off. Take it. I see a lady in a, has one in a cart right over here behind us who will be <laughs> making sure that she has uh, her star jasmine. It will grow real nicely there. So, Mickey, uh, we got that. We got the tomatoes class coming up at 9 o'clock. We've got your trip. All you locations. want to talk about your trip? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. After I ask you, where would we go to find the locations <laughs> oh, of all the Pike Nurseries <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia? Where would we find that? At pikenursery.com. Of course. And I made Mickey promise that she would remind me 
to say that we're doing a trip to the Pacific Northwest this summer in July. It's going to be a respite from the heat of Atlanta. We're going to Seattle. We're going to the Beautiful. Pike Market. We're going to um, the Olympic Peninsula. We're going to Bouchard Gardens in Victoria, Canada. We're going to ride the ferries. We're going to go to Dan Hinckley, a great worldwide wow. plant explorer's personal garden. Wow. That's going to be pretty darn yeah. awesome. We're going to drink. Uh, we're going to drink food. No, we're going to drink wine. <laughs> we're going to eat food, and we're going to have basically a great time together. If you need details about the Pacific Northwest trip, and by the way, it seems to be filling rather rapidly. Not it's not full yet, but you might want to go to my website, WalterReeves.com. It's right there on the front page. Get some details. Make your decision as quickly as you can. And uh, we'll see you in July. We're going to the Pacific Northwest for another garden tour. That's going to be fun. It's going to be great fun. All right, Mickey, anything else that we've forgotten before we go to the phones? I, I, I wanted to remind everybody to put their hummingbird feeders up. Oh, it's time. The, the hummers are here. Yep. Uh, we've had a lot of people say that they've had them in the yard. This is the time to put them up. I just wanted to remind everybody. So hummingbird feeders, you can buy the feeder at Pike Nursery, of course. Yep. You can buy the nectar from Pike Nursery or make your own if you want to. Right. And once the hummingbird feeders have established a feeding area, that's why you put them up so early right, right now. Once they know where to find the food, then that's where they come back to for the rest of the summertime. Also, you plant plants around your garden that attract hummingbirds. And Pike Nursery has a full selection of big, wide-throated, nectar-rich flowers. Especially blue sal uh, black and blue salvia. Black and That's blue their salvia, very fabulous plant for hummingbirds. Philip is in Douglasville and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Philip, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? We are right. What's going on, Philip? Nothing much. Uh, I am in the process of trying to put together a um, flower bed around my mailbox, something yeah. that's low-maintenance. And uh, I was planning on putting in irises, but they bloom so sparingly. Yeah. <laughs> and even though you can get a rebloomer, um, they still bloom sparingly. And so I'm wondering what is compatible to plant with these um, irises that will give me color throughout the summer. I would use a, a repeat blooming day lily. Stella okay. Deora. Stella Deora. Yeah. Um, there, there are several different ones that are repeat bloomers, and you can get different colors. So if okay. you, or if you use the purple iris, you could use some yellow Stella Deoras. Okay. And another thing to do, Philip, besides just using regular bearded iris, is maybe you get some Japanese iris, Siberian iris would be mm -hmm. gorgeous there, and they bloom at different times, so you get a little bit lengthened uh, bloom time with just irises, Siberian iris, Japanese iris, bearded iris. And then using the Stella d'Oro or other reblooming daylilies, you got the yellow of the daylilies. Sometimes they're a little bit more orange, yep. and you got the blue and the uh, other colors of the irises. You could have a lot of flowers for a long period with just daylilies and irises. Okay, um, my uh, my original thought was gladiolas. They they're not compatible. They won't um, won't work together. I don't see why not. They're I mean, not going to be perennial. Though. Yeah, they, the glads, they don't come not, back not all the time like an iris or a daylily does. So they have okay. a couple of years of flower. They tend and then, to flop over. Yeah, and they flop. You can tie them up to the mailbox. It works fine, fellas. Just get a string and tie them up to the mailbox so they don't flop over. Yeah, I have a spider web out there. String to the mailbox. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, the, so um, will the lilies... And the irises not overwhelm each other uh, with the rhizomes and the, and the bulbs? 
Not usually. Every three or four years, you might want to just dig everything up and renew the soil, make it softer for each of them, but they're not going to fight much with each other in the bed. Not at all. Okay. And uh, so are there some relatively low-growing lilies then? Don't don't lilies get pretty tall? Stella Doris don't yeah, get that Stella tall. Is, oh, we're going to keep hitting small. you until you get the Stella Oro Daylily. Many happy returns is another one. Happy returns is another one. But they're relatively <laughs> short. They're only about a foot, maybe a foot and a half tall. Really easy okay. to grow, Philip. Easy to do. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Hey, man, thanks for calling. We do appreciate it. Thanks for being there, Philip. We've got coming next, Ahmed from Lawrenceville joins us on Lawn and Garden. Ahmed, hey, good morning. Well, good morning, sir. Good morning. How can I help? Yes, I have some roses which last year the leaves started to get brownish yeah. and then they wilted away. I left the plant and this year they have screwed up and then the discoloration has started yes. again. Yes. And they are having holes in it. I want to find out how you can help me treat them. I mean, I have one thing to recommend, and I think this is the easiest thing to do for rose growers who don't want to have to do a lot of work. And you have to admit, some roses take a lot of time to, to really care for correctly, but the Bayer 3-in-1 rose product. Big blue bottle, easy to find at garden centers. Pike has it, certainly. But the Bayer 3-in-1 rose product has fertilizer. It has disease prevention. It has an insecticide. And what else do you need? Not much. So get that and put it on your roses and forget about it. Do what the label says and forget about uh, doing much else. Okay, sir. Is that Bayer Green? Bayer. B-A-Y-E-R, just like uh, the aspirin. And 3-in-1 rose care, I believe is the correct mm -hmm. name. 3-in-1 rose care. Green wine, rose care. You got it. Three in one because it has three products in it, all of which work to make the rose happy. Ahmed, thanks so much for calling. We've got Eric in Ackworth, Georgia, who joins us. Hey, Eric, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? All right. What's going on? Well, I'm letting my OCD show. I have three varieties of blue <laughs> in my front yard. Yeah. And I can't remember what they are or which ones are which, and I was wondering if there's some reference I can use to decipher that. Sad to say, but it's back to the drugs, Eric. Uh, the, the, I can't tell you. It is not easy at all to identify different blueberries. Other than, generally speaking, the southern high blush are going to be early, and the rabbit eyes are going to be sort of mid-summer or so. But well, some even, of them are a lot bigger than others. The, yeah, the blueberries shrubs, bigger. Yeah. Well, and the blueberries are the fruit, bigger. Well, I guess the you're right. Bigger the fruit's bigger than some of them. But if there's a definitive guide to identifying blueberries, Eric, I don't no. know of one. No. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much what I found on the internet. Was no just to do it. Keep, so. keep calm, deep breaths, uh, and uh, don't worry too much about knowing which exactly one you have out there, Eric. Because I just don't know a great way to figure it out. Not at okay. All. all right. Yeah, it just there's one that just tastes a lot better than the other two, and I'd like to plant more of it. Ah, but you don't have to plant it necessarily. You can always propagate it. You can make a clone of it. If you want to, you know, you can go to my website or anywhere and type in the words air layering. And that's a great way to learn how to propagate plants by little mechanism you put onto the uh, limb of the plant. And air layering might be a way to propagate that particular blueberry you like the taste of. And you'll yeah. have five or six more and plant them around. Okay, so air layering. Air, air layering. That's the process. That's what it's called. Yeah. 
Hey, thanks for calling, Eric. It's 8.47 on a Saturday morning. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to Ackerman Security. Bottom line, it's going to be a nice sunny day, highest day in the mid to low 60s. And tonight, chance of frost. Protect your plants if you think they're tender and have a chance of being frozen. Full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We've had a great morning broadcasting from the Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery. Thanks again to the Rivermont Station. Chick-fil-A for sponsoring our Chick-fil-A biscuits and coffee this morning. And to Chateau Elan, we'll have a drawing. In just a few minutes after we go off the air, for everybody who's here and those who have, have uh, gone away this morning, they'll all be entered into our Chateau Elan drawing. We do appreciate that. Don't forget Pike Nursery Gardening Without Guesswork has all the details as well as the tomatoes class today. Next Saturday, azaleas at Pike Nursery. So put your calendar together for that. Azaleas there as well. Hey, do we have time? We do have time. Gladys, if you can come in here really quickly, we'll get you in as the last call of the day. Hey, Gladys, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We are well. Real quick, how can we help, okay. Gladys? Okay, I have night, a night-blooming cerium. It's about yeah. 18 and 20 years old. It hasn't bloomed in three years now. I cut it back, but this year it's growing back, but the streamers are so tiny. Should I cut it back again, put it in new soil, or what should I do? In my experience, Gladys, the night blooming cereus needs a bunch of light. So how much light do you have this in during the summertime? I put them outdoors in the summertime. I bring them in uh, about Good. September or October. And nice and bright out. shade oh. outside is, is where you have it, nice bright shade outdoors? Well, no, I just always brought them in. Well, can they stand outside? Not in the wintertime, oh. but I mean during the summer it needs to be real bright shade is what I call it. Uh-huh. Well, they get plenty of bright shade in the summer. And feeding? How are you fertilizing? I fail there. Ah! <laughs> there's not a particular fertilizer for night-blooming cereus, but I would think that just regular miracle Grow or one of the houseplant fertilizers would be fine with it. Okay. Well, what about these so tiny streamers? It looks like they're so delicate. I don't know if they can stand up by themselves. The new parts we... that are putting out. There you are. I'm not really sure what that is exactly, Gladys, what's going on there. The biggest, the biggest night-blooming series I'm aware of is the one at Dixie Glasshoppers over on uh, College Avenue in Decatur. They have an enormous one there, and I checked with them a couple of weeks ago. They said, yeah, but still here in the front one, or it's still blooming. Big old thing, isn't it now? So if you want to see a big one, Dixie Glasshoppers in Decatur, and they'd be happy to have your business for your glass needs as well. It's been a great Saturday morning to be here at Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery. Lorenzo Kemp kept us on the air like a yo man. Three hours of sleep last night. This man, the hardest working man in show business, <laughs> Mickey Gazaway, my great friend here at Pike Nursery, is co-hosting the show. David Danzig brought us here. We do appreciate that. We appreciate Ashley Frasca back in the studio, making sure that we got our call screened properly. Scott Maxwell, of course, keeping us on the air as well on the engineering side from that end and choosing our music. It's been a great Saturday morning. If you didn't get your questions answered, go to WalterReeves.com. You can follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, sign up for the email newsletter, follow me on Pinterest. 
It's exhausting sometimes keeping up with all this garden information. I do my best. And we'll see you right here next Saturday for another edition of Lawn and Garden. We'll see you then.